From the All Indiana Podcast Network. The All Indiana Podcast Network. This is the News 8 Eight. Daily 8. Now all the latest news. Kylie Conway has all the news you need to know. And more. Please stand by. Now, here's Wish TV's Kylie Conway. Hi, this is Kylie Conway, and this is the News 8 Daily 8 for Thursday, September 17th. A truck was stolen in Plainfield this morning, and it had a six-month-old baby inside. A dad had stopped at a BP in Plainfield just near I-70 to get some gas. There was an issue with the payment process, so he says you ran in really quick to pay inside a get-go. In those quick moments, somebody took off with his truck with the baby inside. An Amber Alert was issued around 9 this morning. Moments later, the truck was found with the baby inside. Uh, Baby Kinsley is now safe and reunited with family. IMPD is who found the white Chevy truck. It was found along Beulah Road here in Indianapolis, again, with the baby inside safe. The Indianapolis Fire Department was awfully busy last night and into the early morning hours as well. First, IFD says somebody set fire to three homes within two miles apart. This is on the near north side. At least one of the homes was vacant. Nobody was hurt in any of the fires. You're asked to call police if you may know who set the fires. Then this morning around 4 o'clock, a fire started at the M&K Truck Centers on the south side. This is on Harding Street, just south of 465. In total, 12 semis caught fire. So far, nobody has reportedly been hurt in this fire either, but there is extensive damage. Hamilton Southeastern School students headed back to the classroom today to start their hybrid schedules. Half of those returning will have class today and tomorrow. The other half return Monday. Uh, The group will rotate two and three days a week while learning at home the other days. Younger students started going back last week. The change comes after the Fisher's Health Department lowered the city's coronavirus risk level. And the Indianapolis Violence Reduction Team is helping connect people with services during the pandemic. The group is hosting resources in the park today. It'll be at the Christmore House. That's on the corner of Tremont Street and Michigan Street. It runs from 3 to 5.30 p.m. Organizers say some of the resources available include employment, domestic violence, and voter registration. The team has held similar events each week this summer and says it'll keep doing so while the weather allows. Marion County is sending its final $76 million from federal coronavirus relief funds into the city of Indianapolis. The City County Council approved Mayor Joe Hogsett's funding distribution plan in an emergency meeting last night. The funds will be dispersed into four major categories public health investments, social service investments, economic and small business recovery, and technology and government expenses. Part of that federal money would put an additional $7.5 million into the service and entertainment industry. The president of Indiana Restaurant and Lodging Association says this is a good start, but the industry is in dire need of federal help as well. Hogsett says he knows this is not a long-term solution. Uh, We did post a full breakdown on how much money will be spent in each area for you on our website. You can just click under the local tab there, wishtv.com. Parts of Florida and Alabama face life-threatening flooding a day after they were hit by Hurricane Sally. The storm is now a tropical depression. The National Weather Service warns some areas' waterways could reach major flood levels today. That's on top of what areas like Panama City Beach are already seeing. Uh, There's video we've seen on daybreak this morning, just neighborhoods buried in water, completely flooded, front doors of homes. Officials are warning it is imperative for people to stay hunkered down. In Alabama, the mayor of Orange Beach says at least one person has died in the storm and another is missing. The smoke from the wildfires is spreading around the globe. 
Uh, NASA has released images that show how the smoke has been blanketing the United States this week, and scientists say that smoke is now starting to blow into parts of northern Europe. One of Europe's largest weather services has been tracking the world's wildfire activity since 2003. It says the data shows the wildfires in the U.S. have been tens to hundreds of times more intense than any other year on record. President Trump is urging fellow Republicans to go much higher on a coronavirus relief package. The president made the comment on Twitter. He called for a bigger economic package that would also include his top priority of $1,200 stimulus checks for most Americans. And Trump says the head of the CDC was confused in his congressional testimony. Dr. Robert Redfield spoke to a Senate committee about masks and vaccines. Here's what Redfield said. We have clear scientific evidence they work and they are our best defense. I might even go so far as to say that this face mask is more guaranteed to protect me against COVID than when I take a COVID vaccine. Trump also criticized Redfield's vaccine timeline of limited release later this year, but no wide availability until the middle of next year. And by the end of the day, though, the CDC issued a clarification saying Redfield meant to say vaccinations could be complete by the middle of next year. Governor Holcomb says it is too soon to say if he'll extend the state's mask mandate. It's currently set to expire a week from tomorrow. State health officials say they're still tracking the effects of the Labor Day holiday weekend and thinking ahead to Halloween. Right now, they believe trick-or-treating can go with adjustments aimed at limiting the spread of COVID-19. State health officials say they'll provide more guidance on Halloween festivities in the coming weeks. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And it is back to the hardwood for IU, Purdue, Butler, Ball State, and the rest of the state's men's and women's college basketball teams. Strength and conditioning begins Monday, and now that the NCAA has released plans for the season, Games start November 25th, two weeks later than the initial plan. The NCAA says the later start may keep everyone safer since schools are largely ending on-campus learning at Thanksgiving break, easing the risk of new cases. The other major change to the schedule, fewer games. Teams will max out at 27 instead of 31. Full practice can start October 14th. IU and Purdue's football teams are back at practice today after the Big Ten announced that teams will play starting in October. The unanimous vote by Big Ten school presidents came after COVID-19 safety measures were finalized. Daily coronavirus testing capabilities is the key to making the season a reality. The season kicks off the weekend on October 24th. Each team will play eight games in eight weeks, followed by one extra cross-division competition. That will match up seeded teams in each division. There'll be no fans in attendance, only family members of student-athletes. The Hoosier and Boilermaker coaches say their teams are ready for the return of football. 
The Big Ten Championship game will take place on December 19th. No word yet on if Indianapolis will host the game. And until 6 o'clock tonight, you can catch a radiothon to benefit Indianapolis Public Schools, all thanks to Pacers player Malcolm Brogdon. It is the first major fundraiser for the Brogdon Family Foundation. The foundation is working with four IPS schools that will take part in an initiative called the Collaborative Family Book Club. It is open to all students and parents. The goal is to have virtual book club meetings with Brogdon sometime this fall. The Radiothon is being broadcast live on 93.5 and 107.5 FM, The Fan. Again, it runs now until 6 o'clock tonight. There's also a silent auction online with autographed items and memorabilia. In week one, uh, Colts rookie running back Jonathan Taylor tallied 89 yards after the catch, while no other rookie in the NFL had more than 60 total receiving yards. Ira Olivia Ray has more on the rookie, who is now prepping for his first career start. I'm still aggravated about last week, to be honest with you. I have moved on, but still a little bit aggravated, which hopefully a little bit of that saltiness can can carry over into us playing better this week. On Sunday, Phillip Rivers will sprinkle a little of that salt on his 226th consecutive start in the NFL. Now the seasoned vet has seen it all. So when it comes to handing the ball off to his new running back, Jonathan Taylor, he had plenty of tips to pass along for the rookie set to make his first career start here in Indy. I think like like every position, uh, the more and more experience you, you have and the more and more you play, I thought he got off to a heck of a start last week. So, um, you know, he's 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 prepared and uh, he's got a he's got a good running back room and a star and a starter all his life. So for him to step into this role, I think is a pretty easy transition for the mindset and the person that he is. Let's rewind to three years ago when Jonathan Taylor, the true freshman, is named the starter at Wisconsin, where he goes on to become the all-time leading rusher. Take this saying from college, you don't count the reps, you make the reps count. Um, so whenever, if they ever called my number, I was determined to make sure I was be able to go in and was ready and not be able to be a drop off. Now rewind to this offseason. When the Colts traded up in the draft to steal the Badgers star, a move they are patting themselves on the back for right now as Taylor takes over for this rush attack in his second week on the job. We were saying that before this happened to Marlon. I mean, just with what we've seen from Jonathan, it was part of the plan that we had talked about. Um, he was the right player for us. Um, that's been confirmed. Indy, get ready for Taylor time. Again, that was our own Olivia Ray. Okay, final little story here for you. In a bizarre twist, Chuck E. Cheese is asking for permission to buy 7 billion prize tickets just to destroy them. The pizza chain is in bankruptcy, so a judge has to approve large purchases. The company says it needs to pay for tickets that were printed before the pandemic but never used. Chuck E. Cheese says spending $2.3 million for the tickets would be better than running the risk of them falling into the hands of the general public, which could redeem them for $9 million in prizes. Ugh. This has been your News 8 Daily 8. For Wish TV, I'm Kylie Conway, online at wishtv.com, and follow us on Facebook when you search Wish TV. Check out more podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now. Now. At allindianapodcastnetwork.com. Allindianapodcastnetwork.com.